life on the line can be extremely loud. We're often told to exercise certain practices to conserve our hearing. Do these practices actually get used? And what are some ways we can actually help improve them? This is... Tinnitus has a nice ring to it. Tinnitus has a nice ring to it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> All I can think of was that cart that show uh, Archer, where he's yeah. holding his ear, mop, mop, mop. <laughs> <laughs> my mine's like that meme where it goes like no, absolutely nobody in my ears. E. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That happened to me, oh, I think on Tuesday, I was kind of walking around the hangar and it just all of a sudden I was, you know, it's kind of loud in the hangar or whatever else. And then I go back into the office there and then just, wee, and I was like, hmm, that's going to be annoying for a while. Right. For me, like I hear the noise worst when it's dead quiet, right? Or it's like next to quiet. Like if people are just like whispering in, in a room or they're just having like casual talking, it, it's blaring loud as day in, in my, in my right ear, especially just like that, the most annoying noise in the world. And it, or like a, it's like a flyer or a mosquito is just like flying past your ear and it just, it never goes away. Like, oh, so your right ear hears very well, but the left ear is not so good. Uh, uh, vice versa. My left ear here oh, is pretty good, but my right ear is like total trash. Interesting. I mean, well, both. From, I was ahead, gonna sorry. say for me, like the kids will have the TV up pretty loud. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it, it's really loud to me in my uh my right ear. Mm-hmm. The left ear is kind of deaf to it. But then what's crazy is like if ever if other people are at home, I, I can't hone in on the tv like i hear it's weird like the certain frequency ranges or whatever i hear other things in the house over the tv but if nobody else is home and like there's not other things going on i can i can hear the tv at a at a lower setting but it's at the same setting right when everybody else is home i can't i can't pick up that frequency it's there's too much else going on Mm. It's, it's really strange I think I know what you're talking about. Uh, myself, I have like really bad, I guess you would call it uh, per- peripheral hearing. I don't know if that's the hmm. thing, but I've if someone, heard of it. Uh, well, I, I'm, uh, I'm quoting this. I'm like, I'm like giving it a name, but it's pretty much like I can't hear where something's coming from if it's on my right hand side. Oh yeah, you can't you can't hone in on on the location of it. Yeah, I I I know what that is. Yeah, I just say peripheral hearing because it's kind of like peripheral vision, where like I see to the side without actually like mm-hmm. looking looking for it. But it's the same with like hearing. Like if you're in a certain angle or a certain distance from me, I can't tell where you are unless like you're like damn near within arm's reach of me. And that, so, and that, go ahead. Sorry, and and that kind of plays into my like my. Uh, whatever that sense is where you feel like someone's near you. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Like a spidey sense almost. Yeah. So like that really fucks me up because I feel you're there, but I can't hear shit. So I kind of know what you mean. I, I have times where I'll hear a sound and I'll think it'll be on my left hand side behind me, but it's actually right hand forward. So I can't mm-hmm. locate where that sounds pinging from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
Yes. I, I can't, I can't, I, yeah, I, I know what you're saying in that, in that sense. Right, right. And, and on that note, hearing loss. <laughs> and a lot of, when you're, when you're working on the flight line or anything aviation, almost everything you work on aviation has some kind of like high, uh, either high frequency or high exposure rate of some form of a loud noise. And like om- almost all aspects of your life is dealing with these loud noises from uh, ground support equipment running, aircraft engines running, uh, that, that high pitch whining noises from uh, electronics equipment. I can't even t- tell you what those are, but just well, like there's a certain- little, the little cooling fans since in the, in the avionics space, you know, cooling the electronics equipment, those, those run at a pretty high, high frequency. Right. Yeah. Um, yep. There's also like your hydro packs and all that stuff. When those, when you kick on your hydraulic system, those power packs, man, those things, those things whine excessively high. Right. Yeah. So it's almost like a rock concert consistently for like eight, 10, 12 hours, however many hours your shift is. And a lot of people, a lot of uh, uh, individuals will say like, oh, you, you know, as long as you don't hit this decibel level, <clears throat> that your hearing will be fine. I was like, yeah, sure, but we're also talking about exposure rate. Like, how long are you hearing that sound? Like, if some, like for instance, if I put a gun by your by your ears and I blow and I pop it off, your hearing is like done instantly because it exceeded that that max threshold level to injure yourself. But yeah, and I think we've all, well, at least for you and I, we've all experienced gunfire with uh, no hearing protection. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> I will tell you all that sucked. And I would equate that said gunshot with no hearing protection to you, like putting your ear just shy of the engine as it freaking just goes full ham into full throttle. And that's pretty much what it feels like. And you will lose your hearing like instantly. But yeah, yeah I think I, I've had since I was a little kid, I was I was born kind of with bad ears. So it wasn't set up for the best anyways. And I've had ear tubes, seven sets of ear tubes put in. They've been put in. They fell out, put in fell out put in so seven seven sets and the last one fell out uh of my left ear when i was on a deployment in like 2013 2014 time frame somewhere i think 2013 but anyhow um uh you know i on a deployment i was pretty close to a pretty big explosion uh, at one point um I think it was a V-bid car bomb went off and uh, man, that shit was, that was literally one of those where it was like, I was so close that you felt the percussive waves Yep. from the blast. But yeah, it was that, that like they show in the movies that everything kind of blurs and that high, high pitched wheat squealing sound. Yeah. And that was that man for like three days, my ears squealed. Yep. I know exactly what you mean. Exactly. And those of you who, who've went through something like that know exactly what we mean. It's like, this is incessant screaming that happens in your ear and it just won't turn off for no freaking reason. And it gets to the point where like you start losing your balance because it's so loud, even though like that actual sound happened like some time ago. But yeah, it's like when, if you, if you have a dog, right? Dogs have real sensitive hearing, but if a firework goes off pretty close to them and you'll see them like they'll be shaking their head, they'll kind of squint their eyes and they'll, they'll shake their head. Like they're trying to shake something out of their ears. Mm-hmm. that's kind of how I, I was doing the same movement like I'd be walking around I would just kind of real quick do a real quick head shake motion like just to 
I don't know, try to shake the squealing away. I don't, I don't <laughs> really know what I was doing, but it was like an imp, imp, impulsive movement. I couldn't control it. Right. Yes, exactly that too. And on the shorter end of this, right, like, or the opposite side of this, like, like whispering, for instance, is like, I don't know, or just casual talking is probably like, I don't know, like 15, 20 decibels or something like that. That could actually make you go deaf if you're exposed to it for a long enough time. Right. Or like listening to your, with your earbuds in at like 50% for more than eight hours or something like that. That could actually make you go deaf too. Um, so we hear a lot of these practices and exercises that you see posters almost everywhere that a loud sound or exposure to noise hazards would, would, uh, would be at. And it'll say double hearing protection, wear your Mickey Mouse ears, wear your ear cups, whatever. Or follow OSHA or something, something along the lines is like, you need to protect your ears. <laughs> and I'm glad think- you brought up the, the double hearing protection thing. Cause I was going to bring that up. Um, for those that don't know, right. Oh, I can just put the earplugs in my ears and that'll be fine. Or I can just wear the earmuffs and that'll be fine. Um, well, it, it's definitely better than nothing, but if, if you can and have, and have both available, wear them both. Yes. Cause you'll just do yourself such a, a, a favor for yes. later down the road. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I'm raising my hand in this because I didn't. <laughs> Not me either. None of us did. Right. Especially being on deployment. Right. And a lot of this either because we didn't have one or the other for one. <laughs> yeah. Or two. Yeah, like, we didn't, I mean, oftentimes they didn't, we didn't have them. They didn't show up and you're like, and so you're standing out there trying to launch the aircraft and you got, cause you got to hear the radio. So you got your radio in one hand pressed up to your ear so you can hear it. And then you got your finger stuck in the other ear just to try to help. <laughs> yes. And, and I think that kind of uh, ties into why most people don't do double hearing is because they got to have some, some kind of hearing or enough hearing to understand or have a conversation with the person next to them with all the loud noises going on. Like, um, I can't, I can't hear the radio like you mentioned with double hearing protection, or I can't hear, uh, the, the intercom with double hearing protection. So it's like one or the other. And, and then it gets to a point where your hearing's already screwed up anyway. So it's like, well, I can't hear it anyway. So I'll just not wear my hearing protection, period. And just making it worse. Yeah. And so our listeners might be saying, what a bunch of dummies these guys are. Why not just get the earmuffs that have the uh, built-in headsets to them? So you can be standing literally under an engine while it's running at full power and have a, a conversation at normal, normal talking volume. Well, that's great, says I. And I've used those before and they were wonderful. But go ahead and tell Uncle Sam to send those to me in Afghanistan. Like it's not going to. He's not going to do it because he don't give a shit about me. <laughs> right. Or some of those hearing, uh, those noise canceling, uh, air quote, noise canceling ones is over time they fail or they run out of batteries or the, they dry rot, oh, whatever, whatever, too, the, yeah. whatever the internals that make them work. They only last so long in an environment as fast paced as a flight line. And especially if you like, like you only get so many of these every so many of so many supply runs so you you take them off you throw them down you put them up or you you treat them just like any other piece of gear and then they over time wear out and they don't work as great or they don't um they only block out certain frequencies and then by that time your your hearing's already screwed up anyway so like well screw it like 
it's either I get the seven hundred dollar headset or I take the fifty dollar ear earmuffs from from Wish or some shit like that. Wish, <laughs> <laughs> right? And slap those on, or I just get the earplugs and just pop them in. Whichever, my hearing's already screwed, so uh, I can't hear it anyway. My, I'm, I'm just the, the earplugs are more for show at this point. Yeah. So after the first couple of uh, deployments and stuff, and yes, it took a couple because I'm a slow learner. But I would I would start go I would go to like Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever and I'd buy the contractor's uh, size container with just a you know a thousand earplugs in it or whatever else. Right. I'd buy a couple of those and I'd take them on the road with me and then I'd put them overseas just so all of us who were there could use them. You know. Yeah, that's and that, a good you know, and and all of us we wouldn't waste them day in and day out. I mean, we'd we'd keep them and wear them for as long as we as long as we could, multiple days and weeks, whatever the case was, until they either got just disgusting from your fingers uh rolling them up and shoving them in your ears to being coated with earwax to uh, i pulled a tool out of my pocket and it fell out with it and uh now i lost it and you're saying but that's fod not in a deployed environment it's not even really give a damn about fod over there <laughs> <laughs> there's worse things over there <laughs> there's worse things that- over there than fod friend <laughs> now in a commercial environment oh that's 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 death like you yeah, you lose anything no, no. like you're you're done like you're screwed like you're you're gonna be out there forever trying to find that thing or you're gonna drag another shift into it to come find it. Now, um, some of some people might be asking like, "Well, don't they give you guys hearing tests to see just how bad your hearing is so they can adjust accordingly?" Sure, sure. Yeah, let's go with that. Why not? <laughs> sure, they do. Now, it is required for for environments or or occupations like that that they give you a hearing test. At least once a year. Ask me how many times I failed. <laughs> yeah, not a one. <laughs> Can you hear this? No. And they crank up the volume. How about now? Yeah. Oh, okay. You're good. You passed. Wait a minute. What was the last setting? That was, you know, that's what good hearing should have been. What setting did I pass on? Well, you know, a little bit further and you'd have to have hearing, hearing aids. Cool, but I still passed. Awesome. <laughs> just like great yeah and that's how how it was for me like um uh, after my first major hearing injury let's say that hearing injury they make me take a hearing test and i failed it miserably and then so instead of like saying that hey you should probably do this and that to kind of conserve what little hearing you have left they just made me retake the test and they said okay this is your new normal <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, the new normal. Oh my god, yeah, I've heard that uh, so many I, times. I, I think what what is it called? Rebaselining. I think is what they called it. Yep. So, so here's your new baseline. So if your hearing drops less than this, we know you have he- significant hearing loss. I'm like, but you guys are just gonna rebaseline it again anyway. Yeah. So now I have a new mm-hmm. a new new normal, which is like however many decibels lower or higher than my last one. And then when Helen Keller levels of hearing, <laughs> uh. You know, they'll just re-baseline it at that. Can you hear this? No, I can't hear anything. Good. That's your new baseline. What? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Thanks, Doc. Appreciate the help. Plus, the hearing test they give you, like, uh, for the most part, I think a lot of them are automated. So, you can almost time it when to to know when the sounds are coming. Uh, So, like, you know you're gonna. Uh, I remember I took this this one uh, hearing test, and there would be a beep every three seconds. So 
I'll just like count to three. One, two, three, beep, hit the button. One, two, three, beep, eat the button. Now, in hindsight, 2020, that was probably the stupidest thing I've ever could have done because now it just says like, oh, you're fine. You're great. You're awesome. Yeah. Cheated <laughs> the system. But it's right. probably designed that way, really. Right. If, if you really think about it, it was probably designed that way. Like these dumbasses, they're going to click it after the second, after the third, the third beep every time we, we fooled them. Right. And then, and then, uh, so having learned that, I went to take another hearing test some years later to see just how bad my hearing really is because I had that constant ringing in my ears. And uh, when I took the hearing test, they had to stop it because they said, hey, um, you need to press the button whenever you hear a sound. And I said, sure, no problem. Once I hear a sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, so we, you we, didn't hear we've none had of those a sound or? like six times already. That's cool. I didn't hear a word. I didn't hear any one of them either. Yeah. Like, um, I, I underst- understood your instructions pretty clearly. So as soon as I hear a sound, I'll start pressing the button. Like, and like you said, like there's already been like three minutes worth of sound. Like, didn't hear not one of it. Yeah. None. None of it. Uh, and actually, I was talking with my coworker the other day, right? And we're talking about hearing sounds, and he'll be in. Uh, he said him and his family, like they're being the store and you know some stores play music overhead or whatever and he said he was in the store and his wife started dancing he's like why are you dancing he goes oh i love this song he was like there's a song playing like he couldn't hear it you know what i mean in the store <laughs> blew him away he's like what song is it she told, <laughs> i don't remember what the song was but he's like oh my god I, I can't hear any of that yeah that's pretty bad so everyone listening hearing con- con- hearing conservation and hearing injuries now what are some of the side effects or this or the repercussions of some of these uh hearing injuries yeah th- uh, this stuff you kind of talked to me talked to me off air about and uh i couldn't believe i mean i couldn't believe half the stuff you told me yeah i had no idea yeah so but anyways for our listeners go ahead and go ahead and explain that out sorry I okay not a problem here. not a problem so like what mvp was talking about is yeah you got the hearing loss or hearing issues but your ears are actually tied to a lot of stuff within your body itself. And so if you have like significant hearing issues or hearing or some hearing loss, it could actually affect like, uh, you could actually get to like some gut issues with this. Now, this is something, these are studies that are ongoing. And for the most part, it's proving that they are tied together. But if you have like really bad hearing problems that could actually tie into having stomach problems, like, uh, ab cramps or um, like uh, irritable bowel movements and having those issues where your stomach could actually drive up your anxiety level right and uh, that was mind blowing to me like well the anxiety comes in because you have tinnitus and the shits and you're not sure why you know you can't <laughs> figure out why one's tied to the other so you get the anxiety from it <laughs> yep. yeah. and then and then having anxiety is its own beast, right? And that we can, we can bring in, we can dive into so many levels just with what anxiety can do to a person. And, um, but that was just mind blowing to me. Like, so if I'm having hearing problems that I could actually tie into my stomach. Huh. I, I wonder how though, like how I'm trying, I know I could Google it, whatever else, figure out and research, but just thinking out loud here, how is your ear system, your oral system? A U R A L tied to tied to your stomach. Like 
if that's the case, I mean, that would, that would make sense for a lot of things. Right. At least for me personally, but I just, I'm wondering how, like, oh, you know, I, I got a little ringing today and, and an upset stomach, but I would have never, never tied the two together until you said that earlier. Yeah, me neither. And again, I learned this from a doctor of mine and he was saying like, uh, here's some of the studies that, that kind of linked them together. And like, I've never would have even remotely have guessed that, like you said, like, how does my tinnitus relate to me having diarrhea or having stomach problems? Right. And, and so what about that causes stomach problems? Like what about the, the bad hearing equates to like, I'm just trying to equate the two systems together with what little biology knowledge i have and i just i can't i can't put them together i don't know same same here like that's how mind blown i was like exactly what you're going through that's how i felt so there's any listeners out there who have some kind of aviation medicine uh experience or expertise please uh, reach out to us and tell us like how did these two link together and why you you have the issues that you do because that that just blew my brain when i first heard that like holy shit it makes so much sense I mean, now, yeah i mean it would make again for me personally it would make sense but i just i'm up to i might really have to do some research on that because that would be that would be interesting yeah, so well, do you think what's that uh crohn's right crohn's is like an intestinal issue yes i wonder if if the study has if crohn's is directly related to those with you know audible issues That'd be a good question. issues, whatever else. That'd, mm, that'd be interesting. Uh, uh, for our listeners out there, too, uh, the rest of you, any of you, most of you, I'm sure, are suffering from some sort of hearing loss. Do you, do you guys have uh, stomach issues as well? Like, uh, I'm just out, just out of curiosity, you know? I'd just be, wonder what the number is. Right. If, you know, most of our listeners come back and say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm deaf in my left ear, and and I'm shitting constantly or something like that. Like, my God, you know what I mean? Right. Or like you eat certain foods that normally wouldn't give you the runs or you let me give you like some invo- like bad gut movement, I guess. But it, it just does because reasons. You know? Or does it having that cause certain allergies, right? So like recently I've, I've figured out that I, I have a some sort of allergic reaction to beer. I don't know if it's the wheat in the beer or if it's the hops or whatever the case is. I haven't been fully tested yet, but I, for me, whether I drink two beers or 10 beers, I, I, it's like the worst hangover throwing up whatever in my life hmm. the next day. So I can't, I can't do that no more. I have to stick. No, I, I don't have the issue with whiskey, gin or tequila, just, just beer. But I, I wonder if, my hearing problems are somehow tied in with that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Someone, someone, please again, aviation uh, medicine ex- expertise or any, or any type of expertise involving hearing, please reach out to us, tell us because I, we for sure want to learn <laughs> about it and expand a little more on it. Right now, that's wild. That is wild, right? Craziness. Imagine what the stuff you learn. So, like, so what? What are some ways that that can help? that can help you if you do have hearing loss already, right? Oh, for one, there's definitely hearing aids. 
right? I mean, there's really no ands, ifs, or buts about it. If you have a hearing problem, chances are you're going to need hearing aids. Or if it's so bad, uh, you would have to get like these implants put into the inner bones of your ear. And I think that's the, the tubes you were alluding to, MVP. Like, they're like these little implants that kind of act as your ear in, in, uh, to give you that same elect, that same. Yeah, it's like a mini mini amplifier, like a magnetic amplifier that they gets surgically implanted behind your ear, and uh, they they work. I've seen them in action. They're they're um, they work very well. But yeah, that's that's a route to go to. I would probably do that over hearing aids, just because those it's not a it's not a unit that I'm sticking into my ear and plugging in, you know, and have to charge up or whatever else. Right, and then certain jobs like certain people on, on the flight line you can't have those hearing aids on all the time right you would have to take them off or uh, depending on like the the well, yeah it could be considered fod right right unless like they have like these straps or some shit that were like in case they fall out they don't like just fly into the intake of an engine or something like that yeah right. maybe i don't know i i i mean i'm sure i'm sure it's in some instances right because in most organizations you would get a medical pass on something like that. Right. But maybe not, you know, if you're working above, above the, uh, aircraft, so to speak, so things could fall in, uh, it might be a big no, no. I don't know, but then it becomes a safety issue, right? So you're working on something, but you can't hear me giving commands or doing what else. So I turn something on, you get shocked. I move a flight control. You get your hands, arms, fingers pinched, whatever. Right. I don't know. Interesting. Uh- and that would be interesting. And again, uh, another way is to do this, the preventative measures, which almost everybody ignores the double hearing protection, the noise canceling uh, equipment, if possible, uh, where possible. Uh, some companies that are aviation really do have these options, like Bose has some. Uh, this other company, it's called uh, Dowcom or Dowcom Tech. They make uh, headsets specifically for aviation. Uh, jobs or uh yeah we had ones that were tied in with our radios so i could be under a four engine aircraft with the engines running at you know above 50 percent power and i could i could stand there and have a conversation with a guy on the other side underneath the other two engines um and i could talk to him just like as you and i were talking now and i could hear him just as i can hear you now with with two engines turbine engines running over top of me right and if, if, if that option's available or if you have to purchase yourself definitely an option to look into uh i know some of uh these noise canceling or these noise deafening uh devices have options where you can have it custom molded to your ear like some go as far as far in depth as to custom molding the inside of your ear and that way it's a perfect fit there's no muss or fuss about it and it's going to give you the optimal protection where, wherever you need it. So those are options. I mean, and there's also, there's also this one uh, uh, earbud company that I've heard about. It's called Isotunes. For, never heard of it until uh, when Coyote actually mentioned it to me. And these are OSHA approved um, earbuds, like Bluetooth earbuds that you can put in your ears and it's... It's uh, rated for so many dB and you can still hear things as you need it. Almost like the noise canceling or noise deafening uh, technology like we were just talking about. But 
they're relatively inexpensive, probably like 200 bucks or something like that. I mean, it's not going to perform to the same grade as like, say, a $700 headset, but any and all protection where possible is a lot better than going deaf. <laughs> we can we can attest to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um yeah, it can be as minimal as just just the normal foamy earplugs, but that's something's better than nothing. Yes. We we can attest like and you you'll hear you'll see some uh veterans on the line both um as line mechs or as former line mechs and they'll kind of give you like this little uh, I guess teasing nudge that oh yeah I, I can't hear I can't hear a thing or it, it's it's part of your your breaking in period I guess but in all reality like um, if you can actually do what you can to protect something that you can never get back by all means please yeah do it nobody no no nobody in management will fault you or, nor your uh, local safety department right because then the after effects like we were just previously mentioning it can be it can lead into much greater things like uh, loss of balance, vertigo, uh, gut issues, as we just learned <laughs> not too long ago, and yeah. all kinds of other stuff like um, like just not being able to communicate effectively within with people because now you got to resort to sign language and all this, and you're considered disabled. So, I mean, let that uh, depression motivate you enough to protect your hearing. Yep, I agree. Yes, sir. Uh, final thoughts, MVP. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, well, I think we just said it. You know, protect, protect your hearing. Whatever you got to do, uh, definitely spend the money. I know those hear some of those hearing uh, protection aids can be expensive, but uh, spend the money now to save your hearing and doctor bills and hearing aids and all that later. Like it's just take it from me from six. Uh, it's worth worth the investment. Well, absolutely. Most definitely. Like, and again, like once you lose hearing is one of those things Like, once you lose it, you're never getting it back. No matter what kind of science is out there. I mean, shy of like recreating your ear or putting like some of this Star Trek stuff, like kind of like a a mini speakerphone uh, attached to your face. I mean, that's really the only thing I can think of. But once it's gone, it's gone. So do what you can to preserve what you have and save you in the long run. That's it. Uh, I'd like to take this time to thank uh, all our listeners out there for listening, um, especially our patrons supporting the show, uh, helping us make these episodes, maintain our gear. And with special thanks to Erica Lamont, Chris Hawkins, Ryan Frushauer, Dan Schubert, Jenny Dignan, and the ladies over at the Dick Talk and Mimosas podcast. Thank you all so much for supporting us. We and appreciate our, it a lot. Definitely. Big help. Big help. Huge help. And on that note, Thanks, everybody. Bye.